Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for tuning in this evening. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, the chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion. That's probably already in progress. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and cannot continue to listen online, you may call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And you can listen via telephone or please, please, please use your Bluetooth if you are driving around. Well, it's finally here, people. Family Fest is this Saturday, May 4th from 12 to 4. This is a wonderful event for the entire family, and it is free. The Sussex County Chamber of Commerce is partnering with Newton Medical Center to bring this free day of celebration, health awareness, and fun for everyone. Caring for ourselves and the planet, that's what it's really all about. You will be able to participate in Zumba, or there will be a boot camp. I will be playing my quartz crystal singing bowls, so you'll also have access to numerous types of health screenings, and all at no cost to you, none whatsoever. Let the kids release the pent-up energy in the bounce house, and, you know, don't forget about the vendors. There are way too many to mention, but each one is really worth visiting. So if you are in the area, stop by the Sussex County Community College campus in Newton, New Jersey, for a free day of activities, which I'm sure will both inspire and delight each and every one of you. It's all free, and the weather is forecast for a beautiful sunny day, so how does it get any better than that? Be sure to join us this Saturday, May 4th, from 12 to 4 p.m., and if you would like more information, information about Family Fest, please visit sussexcountychamber.org. Are you managing your brain or is your brain managing you? That's a great question, isn't it? Science has long understood the significance of brain lateralization. And researchers know now that each hemisphere provides contrasting but complementary perspectives and that each side deeply conditions our perceptions. Behavioral neuroscientists also have observed that one perspective will tend to rule. For example, the holistic, compassionate right brain is dominant in most women, while the analytical, dualistic left brain is operative in most men. And interestingly enough, there are other pairings naturally shown up as well, such as Democrats tend to be right brain and inclusive, while Republicans are predominantly left brain and individualistic. And those who live a spiritual or holistic lifestyle draw primarily from the right brain. Analytical scientists or business people typically draw mainly from the left hemisphere. So it follows that if we're to better understand and manage our lifestyle, our culture, and its politics, we must better manage our brain's two hemispheres rather than let its natural tendencies manage us. These are not simple matters. In fact, the conundrum of brain lateralization sent my guest tonight, author James Olson, into 18 years of deep study and meditation. But he did discover and he reveals that ultimately we do have the freedom to adjust our perception and our creativity by shifting our brain perspectives at will as each occasion demands. James is an independent philosopher and integrative thinker. From a core of conservative Christian values, he has developed a holistic perspective on our world by integrating the inclusive perspective of Eastern religion, the liberal world of 
a perspective of Europe, the wisdom of ancient Egypt, the facts of science, the disciplines of business, and the spiritual insights offered by modern revelation. And we are so very fortunate because he is here tonight to talk about his multi-award winning book, The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And I would be very remiss if I did not mention that this book is not just a multi-award winning book, but it is the recipient of four national book awards. They are the Forward Reviews Book of the Year, Gold and Philosophy, 2012, Nautilus Award, Silver and Social Change, 2012, Independent Publisher, IPPY, Bronze in Psychology and Mental Health, 2012, and Eric Hoffer, Honorable Mention in Self-Health, 2011. That is beyond impressive. Kudos to you, James, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? Well, thank you. you know, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Uh, your show, Energy is where it's at, and uh, energy awareness is a really important topic, and so I'm I'm delighted to be able to address your audience. Uh, so it's a pleasure to be here. Well, we are thrilled to have you. And I have to tell you, I've interviewed a lot of people who have won awards for their books, but I must say you have taken them all, I believe. I think you win the prize for the most awards for one book. That is indeed extremely cool. Were you surprised to receive all these awards? Well, in in in... No, well, no, I guess, I guess not, because I, I spent a lot of time to to bring this information together, and, and a lot of energy uh, to to put it in the form that I put it in, in order to make it understandable. And it's and it's really about something that's fundamentally important that we overlook, and in part because it's so simple. We're, we're we live in a very detail-oriented world, and we always want the details, and we think we understand all the fundamentals, and that stuff seems to be boring, and so we, we tend to ignore it. And, and uh, Roger Sperry made a really important discovery, and he actually won a Nobel Prize in Medicine in 81 for, in part for this part of his discovery, and that was... The, that the two brains are so different in the way they look at reality and process reality that they are in conflict with with each other, at least if you don't, the way we understand each of them in our imperfection, we the, they, they actually work in harmony if you understand them, but if you don't understand them, they seem to be in conflict, especially from the traditionally dualistic perspective where there, there's always two choices. And so, uh, so anyway, anyway, I, I knew that, that, that this was really important and it, it was being overlooked. And that's why I wrote the book. It actually, it started out that I could see that, uh, we didn't understand the, the importance of the holistic perspective. The, the male-dominant left-brain perspective was and still is dominating our culture, and and we're, we're missing half of the capacity of our brain, the, the holistic perspective of the right brain. So I, I set out to write uh, this book about the importance of the holistic perspective. So that got into the fact that there are two perspectives. There's the holistic perspective, and then there's the dualistic perspective. And um, 
they're they're so different that they that they seem to be that they can easily come into conflict as they do between men and women, between conservatives and liberals in in many aspects of our life. So, you know, I, I knew this was important and so I worked really hard to to try to to bring it out and uh I'm I'm really blessed to have uh you know received these awards. And obviously you did it very successfully or you would not have received these awards, but I have to say that it is it's so interesting to read because it is easy to understand as you read it. But more importantly, these are things that once you read it it's simple and and it is overlooked. And you know, you describe the two hemispheres as specialists independent of each other, if you will. Each hemisphere sees things differently, and each has a unique way of processing what it is that they see. And when you look at it that way, and you, like you said, if you understand it, it makes so much more sense. It is something that's overlooked. It is fundamental. And why we're not taught it from the get-go is beyond me. Your book should probably be in schools everywhere so that people can get this. would have a much finer world, I'm quite sure, if it was. But what are some of the real differences between the left and the right brain in terms of of what they actually do see and how they respond to our world. Well, uh, you know, your focus here is energy awareness, and in terms of energy, the right brain is unifying. It assembles energy, uh, assembles things, uh, ideas. And the left brain uh, is separative in terms of energy, so it separates energy and it it accomplishes its goal by by separating things such as when you separate somebody from society put them in prison you know that solves your problem to a degree um so that's that's one aspect of the of the of the two and the uh, the left brain the male the, the males typically use is uh, the thinking brain and it uh thinks sequentially and uh, works things out in a laborious fashion. And the right brain is intuitive, and uh, it's feeling-oriented. And um, so th- these all work together in harmony if you understand their relationships. But if you don't, they can, for example, the choice between thinking and feeling uh, can can be confusing you know have you ever asked a, a important question and you get two answers uh back and they're they're just very different perhaps one one is a feeling and one is a thought and that represents the the difference between the, or the two sides of the brain uh inputting information to you and and they're just very different in the way they do it but properly understood it's just a beautiful uh harmonious system you know and it makes a lot of sense because if we understood how the two different brain hemispheres see and respond to various events we would be able to resolve conflict in a totally different compassionate kind caring easier way but we don't tend to do that so how do we learn or train ourselves to actually do that where does it start Well, I think my answer to that is always that you need to understand what you're working with. 
-hmm. We have these two energetic forces, or or there are various ways you can think of it. Uh, You can think of the two sides of the brain as filters through which information filters uh, from out of our senses into our mind. And uh, so you can think of it as filters uh, that they – the the thing is we need to understand how the how they work it's it's like it, with your smartphone it can do a lot of things but if you don't know what it's capable of doing and and just a tiny bit to to know how to access it um then it's kind of useless and the the mind and is set up in a, to to work harmonious harmoniously, but we sometimes get ideas that create conflict. Uh, you know, beliefs program us, and and we can have a an erroneous belief somewhere, and it kind of causes us to overlook perhaps something. Uh, but really, if we if we understand the two the way the two brains see reality and what they do that that's the main way i divide it up into what they see uh and one sees wholeness and one sees separation for example i gave that example mm-hmm. and, and what they do and so how they respond to what they see and so the the left brain takes things apart and the right brain assembles things and so if you understand what these two these components are then it just kind of automatically you're able to to work with this information and process it i don't need to go into any lengthy explanation about what you need to do because if you see what's going on you intuitively know how to how to manage the information but but it's just that the two streams of information are confused they're kind of coming in like the two streams of information coming into a central point and one is polluted and the other one is clear and the moment after they meet they're all they're all one again so it's it's and it's a little confusing what what's in the water then so you need to get back to the basics and that is what does the left brain see and how does it respond what does the left brain see and how does it respond and once you you do that you know it's pretty na- i think it, it, your choices come naturally i mean i think too that uh it's you know it's probably i don't know i, I work with a lot of different people who come in and and you know they're talking about issues such as this and and how they how they react to things and and i oftentimes ask them do you meditate and people will say no and i'll explain to them how albert einstein used to sit in his office in princeton university with a rock in his hand and he would meditate so that he would go from beta to alpha to theta and if the rock fell he was in delta and he knew he didn't want to sleep because even though he was such a left-brained genius he understood the importance of the right brain and the fact that that is where creativity came into play that is where inventions happened and you could solve problems easily and he wanted to stay in that theta state because he knew the importance of it in conjunction with him being such a left-brained person and i just find that fascinating because you know that was how many years ago and here's somebody who really he could have just gone straight line left brain but he really understood the hemisphere of the right brain and the interaction what had to be done and he was aware and i think it really comes down to just your own awareness 
of what it is and how you interpret things so that you can then turn around and see how others interpret things. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Uh, we need to understand ourselves before we can understand others. And, and it's very important that we understand ourselves. But, you know, we are like others, so we actually, you know, whether we're trying to understand others or trying to understand ourselves, we're actually learning about both. It's all. Yeah, it's just easier when you when you have that awareness about yourself, which is probably a good place to start with yourself and see how you are as a person. Are you more, you know, left brain or right brain? And, yes, women are probably more dominant in the right brain, but you can work toward the left brain part, too, because people tell me all the time that, you know, you're, you're more logical. And it's like, no, I really am not. I'm really more creative. But I do have the logistical side to me. I'm aware of it, though, and I always have been. And it, I think it just, if you can understand how your own brain works, it seems reasonable to say that by understanding that, men and women would be able to understand and communicate with one another a, a lot better, you know, is that correct? Yes, yes. Uh, it's it's basically uh, understanding women to a certain extent is understanding how the right brain processes information because that's kind of the the basics. Uh, there's you know a great deal of differentiation after that that makes a, makes all women unique and and special. But there's also this this bond of of the right brain of the way it looks at reality and the way it responds to to problems and so uh when you understand how how the right brain works you're understanding how uh the right brain of your spouse works and um and you're understanding your own right brain and and how it's it's impacting you so and, and the right brain is the one we haven't studied enough. We, we understand the left brain much better than we understand the right brain, which is get, gets back to why I originally wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Is to it explain is the it, holistic perspective? Yeah, I think it's probably easier to 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 understand the left brain because it is so logical and it's so straightforward. Whereas the right brain, let's face it, it's creative and intuitive and, and all of that. That's got to be a little bit more difficult for science. To understand well, and it looks at wholeness, so you know how difficult is that for us to see we you know we're here on this tiny little planet with all the craziness we're taught it's really hard to see a wholeness um that we do see holistically we 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 are able to uh to see i mean there is a big difference between the the holistic perspective of the right brain and the dualistic perspective of the left and and let me point out that you know even though brain is in the title and brain is where all of this uh starts uh the important place to be working is in the mind because and in the arena of mind we have more control over our over our energies and how we direct it than than we do in the physical or spiritual and so uh what we're really looking about looking at uh if we're seeing this correctly I think is if if you're seeing what I'm trying to say is that we have two perspectives and the left brain gives us a perspective and the right brain gives us a perspective and based on our experience we develop that into perception and that becomes our perception of reality and so um 
the, there's always this dualistic part in and the reason we haven't this hasn't been clear before is because we all use both brain both sides of the brain we all use so we all use both perspectives and we what makes us unique is how we combine those perspectives uh, in and develop our perception and again uh, if you tend to be uh, left brain if you're left brain dominant you're you're more likely to have a masculine perspective, and if you have a right brain perspective, you're going to develop a feminine perspe- uh, perception. Now, okay, so given that difference and understanding that difference, then what we're really trying to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is we're trying to manage the perspective so that that will change the perception, correct? Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely okay. it. Well said. That's what that's what I got, but I wanted to check because you're the expert. You wrote the book, not me. <laughs> well, I should have said that. Sometimes, sometimes I get uh, my explanations. I think might get too complex. No, uh, I just wanted to, you know, just validate that uh, I was thinking properly. You did a great job. <laughs> uh, well, good. Yeah. Um, now, when you when you wrote this book, the whole brain path to peace, and and as you were talking, you know, it's it's um, going into your mind rather than even though brain is in the title, you're talking about your mind. And I'm going to agree with that, but I'm going to qualify it a little bit and say when when I'm speaking with people and they they start talking about you know doing meditation or anything like that or working with their brain or their mind. When you're working with your mind, you're really filtering a lot in from your heart, at least from my perspective, and maybe that's just because I'm right-brained and maybe that's just because I'm different or odd, I don't know. But to me, it seems like if you live from your heart, that really tells your mind how to have a perspective in a way because, you know, your heart is, is trying to be very fair and loving and compassionate and kind and caring. Is that a fair assessment? Well, yes, heart, heart is spirit. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a oneness and that, and that's where the oneness connects. Heart, uh, heart, uh, is, is, is what we feel because our, we feel, we feel our spirit and uh spirit has mind and so what we feel is is more important than what we think um because that is the nature of spirit uh that's our that's our real self what what we feel uh what we think can change and we 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 entertain thoughts they 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 aren't necessarily a part of us until we we somehow decide that we really believe and want to program it into our programming and and use that to help guide us yeah i think that when i'm speaking with people and i'll say to them you can have all the thoughts that you want but unless you put the feeling behind it it's not going to create anything for you because you have to have that feeling in order to have that thought that desire that goal or whatever manifest and I would think that would play the same out with, with your perspective. If you have a feeling that you can then bring into, like you said, your mind, it will help to change your perspective so that there will be, if for lack of a better word, a fairness to how you relate to other people and situations. Yes, and, and even how you how you process your your emotions, your feelings in terms of your thoughts you know, what 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 those feelings create in terms of thoughts, for example, whether whether those feelings scare you or or excite you, uh, 
so the the thoughts can 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 direct our 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 feelings to a certain degree and and then the it works the other way around too our our feelings uh, need to be uh, we, we need to manage our thoughts so that they so that we can keep continue to feel good you know because we mm-hmm. can easily get into to bad thoughts and pull us out of our of our happiness and in in our contented state and as good energy managers we don't want to do that we want to maintain control of, uh, and so of course you know what we feel is always the again is always the you know our prime goal the thoughts just help us manage or manage them to a certain degree yeah, it's a beautiful little system that we have going. If we just would really, like you said, if you have an iPhone and you don't know how to use it, what good is it doing you? You know, if we have all this ability, we're limitless in what we can do. If we really could tap in and use it and utilize everything that we are learning right now in a, such a positive way, wow, everybody would be a whole lot better off. The world would be a happier place, and wouldn't that be a great thing, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We are talking with James Olson, author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And you can learn more about James by visiting his website, www.thewholebrainpath.com. Now, James, you write in your book that most Republicans are predominantly left brain and individualistic and that Democrats tend to be directed by their right brain and inclusive. What led you to that? How did you figure that out well uh i developed a chart of of left brain and and right brain uh, characteristics and when you look at look at this chart uh for describing the left brain is uh separative uh, which can be destructive Uh, thinking individual competitive aggressive thing oriented sequential uh, has an earth perspective uh these these are uh more char- slightly more characteristic of the the stereotypical you know republican as compared to the democrat because the the democrats for example if, if you look at the the right the, they're more characteristic of the right brain the right brain for example is is holistic uh, that's it's constructive artistic uh, it's feeling oriented. It's collective oriented. It cares about the the, the bigger picture. It's cooperative. Uh, it it uh, manages. It, it gets what it wants through attraction rather than aggression. Uh, it, the right brain is relationship oriented and intuitive. Has a universe perspective, uh, which is a big big picture perspective. So the, these are more characteristic of of the republicans i mean of a, of a democrat now of course there are, there are lots of, of of contradictions uh for example you know you can be you can be a natural republican and raised by by uh democratic parents and you may become a, a democrat but but generally speaking these these characteristics of the, of the two brains equate with uh democrats and republicans which I found very interesting because the conservative Republican is inclined to support the principles of self-determination and support individual rights. Yet, 
they pass laws to take away just exactly those individual rights regarding things like sexual orientation, abortion, prohibition of marijuana, terminal illness options. I find that to be a little contradictory. Do you? Well, it is. Uh, conservatives uh, uh, and left-brain people aren't, aren't always conservative, just as liberals aren't always liberal. Uh, people sometimes make decisions uh, based on 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 other issues for example when when there was some big uh, there was a states a states rights case with regard to uh, cannabis at one point and in the, the people the states that would normally support states rights you know wouldn't stand up and support uh states rights when it came to to uh, cannabis legislation, so you know they weren't—they really weren't really true to their values. They—they—they they, they made exceptions, and we often make exceptions based on other values. Rather, these are just the the general. Uh, the, what what if, if you follow what your left brain or your right brain is telling you? Uh, these are characteristics of those two brains that I've just. You know that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not all. It's not necessarily true that it's going to follow through with everything because, well, like in this case, this is definitely a contradiction in terms of if they're inclined to be, you know, that way. So um, yes, there. Well, there actually there are two forces, and there's culture and there's uh, the 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 culture. I mean, there there there's the there's the individual and there's a collective. There's always the individual and the collective to be mm-hmm. to be considered uh, whenever we're we are, you know, looking looking at at some issue. If we're more left-brained, is it is it safe to say, or is it okay to say that you're more because you're more individualistic, that you're more not self-absorbed, but more looking out for yourself than the whole collective? Absolutely, that's that's the purpose of the left brain. You mm-hmm. know, it it works in all of us. Uh, in left brain uh, dominant individuals, it's it's much it's more active. I mean, it it has the the role of the director, and uh, so that's it's it's there to protect us on on this planet. Uh, so it it serves a, a, a it's a it's a good role. I mean, it's it's necessary. It's 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 not there's nothing wrong with being selfish to to a certain uh point but you always have to consider but what happens is left brain dominance can can have this natural tendency to be selfish and fail to see the the bigger picture that mm-hmm. the right brain dominance that is just obvious to right brain dominance uh and especially to see to take into consideration the feelings of others because left brain dominance are, are thinking directed and they don't necessarily understand feelings that well in any case. So they may be tempted to, to do something selfish and not think and think they're not really hurting anybody, but yet they may cause great harm because they just don't understand the, the full nature of their act. Right. And even sense? though, yes. And even though they're inclined to support you know, the principles, as I said, of self-determination and individual rights, they may pass laws that take away those rights because that's not 
because they're thinking, well, these are individual rights, but it has to be my individual rights, and that's what everybody should do. Yes, and and especially the left brain is is fear fear oriented, and it's our security brain, and so we 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 have a left brain dominant culture, and so it's very focused on security, and 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 fear oriented, and so that's part of our of our culture, and and is if we as individuals can see what's happening and see that it's brain oriented, and we can start to make changes. To 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 bring out this awareness to a greater extent in culture and and work in in ways to to avoid these problems uh, by you know th- through better education. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh, you know the left brain is more war oriented as well. And you know, I mean, it, yeah, yes, it's, it's yeah. separate again. It separates energy. And, and separation, when you take something apart, it can be very destructive. I remember as a kid, I, I, I inherited, inherited a couple of beautiful antique telephones. And, and I was just a curious little boy, and I just took them completely apart, and I could never put them back together. And I later became an antiques collector and, and really regretted having done that but that's just part of my nature was to take things apart and and that was a very destructive thing to do and and uh that just just as long as we understand that that we have these two forces working within us the the we're better able to control them and and bring them into balance sure for you you weren't being destructive you were curious and wanted to see how it all worked probably Yes, the that's, telephone, that's in, right? That's the nature of the left brain. It, yeah. It, we call it analytical. It, it, mm-hmm. it takes things apart to look inside and see see what what makes it tick. It, it makes sense to me that, that it you know that one would want to do that. Um, but I you know it's it's funny that it also is, and I can see why it would why it would be considered also the left side is the war side and the right side is the peace side. You know, I mean, we are always at war uh, with someone about something. And, you know, people don't generally, we're not, our true nature is not to be a warlike species. I mean, we're just not, you know. But when someone, you know, tries to come after us and we feel that they're going to harm our family or ourselves or our way of life, those are really the conditions. One of those conditions is the reason why we go to war. And so the left brain kicks in and says, okay, this is what, what I'm going to do, and that I think is where, you know, we betray our truest nature. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yep. Yes, and the, the conflict, and this again, this conflict uh, starts in the, in the brain between the differences between the, the the two sides, and it starts with the individual, and the, so there are individual conflicts in in all these warriors, and uh, and they they become because they're they're passionate and, and they're and they want to war, uh, they 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 have able they have been able to establish a warlike culture, uh, and and the, the warlords are really in control, whether they're mm. financial warlords or or physical warlords, and and uh, we we can only we can only overcome this uh, together as as one and. 
and we need to find our way together and part of that uh finding our way is is to understand the the nature of the the holistic right brain how it, how it how it unites how it how it heals and to have that awareness and know that you know people are not generally attacking you, your family, or your way of life. They're just trying to live their life and maybe offer an opinion, which, you know, sometimes that can cause some pretty, you know, distorted views, and people can take things the wrong way. Uh, sometimes if you just, I, I remember sitting in a meeting, and a gentleman got up and was passing out papers very quickly. He wanted to make his point, and I could literally sit there and feel his energy, and I thought, oh, wow, he thinks people are going to attack him, and that's not the case. There's just a question on the table, and he's really defending his project, and the the, the question was so simple, but you could feel that he was he was feeling like he was being attacked, and it was it was actually very horrible. I felt so bad for him. You know, a lot of compassion went out because I thought, wow, this poor gentleman is standing here thinking we're going to attack him when in actuality there's one question on the table. And, you know, if you write a paper or do something, you should be able to defend it and you should know that there are going to be questions because people don't understand things in the same way. But he clearly was was getting ready to defend, you know, in, in more of a, uh, in, in an, almost an angry way. Do you know what I mean? I do, and, and, and unfortunately, that when when we when we're in that state, that kind of keeps us from repels us from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, that's just it, it's just yeah, it's fear. It's it's fear that that you're wrong and that that your ideas are are your ideas are being threatened uh, by by these new ideas. Because it may, it may have this new idea may have threatened his entire belief system around this one area, and so we we have this uh, we don't want to lose that, and so we're, we're afraid when the truth sometimes when the when the truth when we encounter the truth it makes us scared. Yeah, it de- it definitely made him scared. It was it was uh, I'm telling you it was palpable. You know, I just felt so bad. My heart really went out to him. And it wasn't even a case of where anything could go any further at that point. The meeting was over, and everybody was taking the paperwork and going home. And and I thought, wow, I really feel for him because the next meeting, this poor man, for the next few weeks is going to feel like everybody's getting ready to attack him, you know. It was kind of sad because when you're in that place of fear, you cannot get out of it easily. You cannot think of what else to do and it's very difficult at that point to try to put yourself into your right brain and and say okay I I need to just take a step back because you know it's that fear a flight freeze type of thing where you don't know what to do and I yeah it's it's a difficult thing Um, but if you I think if people read your book and they have a better understanding they might be able to realize that you're allowed to take a breath and not make any you know, comment or anything when something happens so that you can take that little bit of breathing room that you need to kind of take a step back and get into a different perspective. Yes, thought, thoughts should, thoughts, our thoughts shouldn't be so frightening to us. It would be better if we could look at them as, as toys. Um, maybe sometimes toys that have a sharp edge and are dangerous and should be removed, but still not so fearful of them, uh, because you know what's real is is our feelings, 
and and that's beyond our thoughts. We can feel good and uh, and be in the presence of less than perfect uh, thought field. And so we really have control uh, at, at the level of, of spirit. And uh, thoughts should we we should be more open. I mean, that's being open-minded. After all, we, we all value being open open-mindedness and. And being open-minded is just simply to allow someone else to express their thoughts and and not get upset. There's always time to get upset later, so there's no, there's really usually no rush. Mm-hmm. But we're human, and we tend to jump the gun. <laughs> yeah. We are speaking with James Olson, author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And you can learn more about James by visiting his website, www.thewholebrainpath.com. Now, James, the subtitle of your book is The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. And it kind of begs the question, you know, okay, well, what do we do about that? Because it's a little suggestive in that you might have a solution to the problem of, you know, that is dividing this country. Do you? And if you do, what is it? Well, it, it, it's a it's a long term. It's it's not a, a quick fix solution, and, and that's what what we all want. Um, my my solution is that we. I, I think the problem is that the left brain males don't understand the the right brain holistic perspective. They don't understand the feminine perspective. And they want to be in control, and they don't want to share. And they're the people that need to be educated. We need to educate uh, left-brain dominant people uh, and help them to understand the uh, the right-brain holistic perspective. And because that's really that's really the fundamental problem. And uh, to do that, we just all need to understand. Uh, the difference between these two fundamental energetic forces that are guiding our lives. We all have a left brain, and all of our left brains are giving us a dualistic, separatist perspective. And we all have a right brain, and it all, and in every case, it's giving us a holistic perspective uh, that is attempts to unify things. And so we have these two forces, the two fundamental forces, and how do they work in common? We, the left brain people need to understand that they can no longer dominate this world and that they have to work together with the, with the feminine perspective. And this, this, the age of Aquarius, this is the, the dawning of the, of the age of, of right brain thinking and, and feeling, a holistic feeling. And, and we need to convince the the left brain people that they need to understand this right brain thing. That even though it may be mysterious, it's important that they understand it. What they you know, do with it, it's up to them. They just need to understand it. And so that that's the only that's my solution. It's a very fundamental solution to get to the heart of the issue and understand it. And I think from there, people can uh, make their own make up their own minds. 
you know, it's a slow process, but I'm glad I let you say it because if I said, well, we need to help, you know, the left brain people understand it, all the men would be thinking, oh, sure, you're saying that because you're female. <laughs> so it's a lot better yeah. that it's coming from a male, you know, that we need to understand the right brain. I mean, they make fun of it all the time on TV. There are movies written about what do women want. You know, people don't get it, and they're always blaming the women. Well, we don't know what you want. You change your mind all the time when actually it's just a totally different perspective in the way that we look at things. But I will say that, who was it, uh, Dr. John Gray, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, when he came out with that stuff and people were, you know, viewing the VCRs or reading the books or whatever, there was a lot to be said in those books that made a whole lot of sense. A whole lot of sense because it was it was talking about how men think differently and women think differently and if you read those books and you got something out of it I'm quite sure it helped a lot of people in their marriages and I think your book would too because it was people would just sit down and realize that people think differently and try to put yourself in their shoes instead exactly. of being right all the time because of the way that you feel you know, it would really turn things around. Marriages could be saved, relationships of all sorts. There probably wouldn't be this huge, uh, you know, everybody in America comes from a dysfunctional family. Show me the family that's not dysfunctional is my question. You know, I mean, years ago they'd have people on TV and say, this is a dysfunctional family. Now it's completely the opposite. Do you know anybody who's not from a dysfunctional family? You know, sad but true. But doing these things and just reading your book, which is an easy read. It's not a difficult read at all. And there's so much information in it that it just is simple. It's simple and it is also easy. Sometimes things are simple, but they're not easy. You know, it's simple to understand, but it's not easy to implement. And I think that the way that you speak in your book allows people to be able to look at things differently and go from a different perspective and realize, hey, you know what, I'm not always right all the time, you know. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, now there there has been a war on drugs raging in this world for decades. You know, the whole Nancy Reagan, just say no and all that stuff. How does the war on drugs tie in with what we know about brain hemispheres? Well, I I wrote I wrote this chapter as a way of giving a practical example of, of how the difference between left brain thinking and right brain thinking affects a, a major issue in culture, uh, such as the, the drug war, because the drug war is a product of left brain thinking. And so, you know, again, so that's basically the re reason I wrote it. And, and also enjoyed writing it because uh, too long I've, I've seen the left brain cultural media um, or the government media defining the, the drug war and saying what why why we should have a drug war and and I wanted to uh, give a, a good sample of the of examples of how the the drug war is very destructive to our culture. How, how the drug war is, uh, you know, some people have said the drug war is much more destructive of culture than, than drugs are, as, as destructive as drugs uh, abuse can be. So uh, so that's, so I enjoyed writing that chapter, uh, and, and I just uh, explained things like, uh, for example, uh, probably most of your listeners may know this, but the drug drug war funds uh, 
pours pours millions, if not billions, of dollars into terrorism because the, the terrorists uh, use, mm-hmm. use profits from illegal drugs to fund their their terrorism. And so that's just one example. And, and our government knows this, and, uh, but still, you know, that's just ignored. And that's that's a pretty big issue to ignore. It's a huge issue to ignore. It's an absolutely huge issue. Yes, I enjoyed that chapter, and I wanted you to speak to it. It's funny because uh, I know you have a chapter. Um, I think it was called Follow the Money. I pretty, was that the name of the chapter, a subchapter, Follow the Money, um, in your book? Following the Money well, Trail. Yes, following yes, the yes, Money Trail. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yep. That's interesting, too, because, I mean, that's where everything starts. All you have to do is follow the money trail. There really, there really is nothing else you need to do. You follow the money trail, you know where all the problems start. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, I know it's true, isn't it? Though, unfortunately, kind of because it, yeah. it does, it does make things kind of obvious. But usually, when they have that kind of obvious power, they're so strong you can't do anything about it. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, like pharmaceutical owns health care. You know, not, not a lot we can do about that right now. <laughs> We're trying, you know. People just need to take a stand and, and realize, but people don't follow the money because they don't think along those lines, you know. Um, so your book takes so many different things into consideration. You know, uh, everything from, um, like we talked about, the war on drugs, the impact of uh, brain dominance on religion, the uh, homosexuality in the brain. Uh, you, you have so many different things in your book that speak to a lot that people can learn from. It is fascinating, and you can tell. I mean, it, you know, what, 18 years of doing this? This is a long time to be getting all this together and studying it. It's very interesting. I think it's very well written and thought out, and you you did a great job bringing so much in, so that people can have a quick read that's easy to understand and get a better feel for what's going on in the world. Yes, and in their own heads. Yes, yes, you know, yeah, we got to start there, but <laughs> but I think too in the world at large because I don't think a lot of people when uh, I, I've talked to people before a couple of years ago I was talking to somebody and I said yeah just follow the money you know and you'll see where all the problems are and they said what do you mean and I thought wow okay. You know, I mean, that's where everything starts because whoever has the most money is in control. You know, and it's like being a parent. You have more money than the kids typically, so you're in control until they grow up, move out of the house, and make more money than you, and then they're in control. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's very, very interesting. Uh, now, you contend that we are gods. How do you relate this to your understanding of the brain? Well, when I started to to write this book, I wasn't I was going to keep God out. I was going to just make it a very scientific book, and and uh, in the process of writing this, uh, this chapter sort of appeared, and and uh, th- then it kind of morphed into another one. But but I realized the importance of having this in there is that the 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 right brain perspective is a holistic perspective. It sees wholeness. And this essentially is is the God perspective. Now, obviously, you and I and and our listeners don't see whole, the whole. You know, there's there's much that we don't see. But our mm-hmm. right brain, to the extent it does see, it sees everything that we know, everything that it's it's gained from the left brain 
perspective, it sees this all as as a wholeness. So that that's why I say that the right brain sees holistically. It sees all of our experience uh, through all of our life, and it's all stored there. Or the, it had the perspective is of, of the right brain, and so. Um, Like I, I, I kind of got, I kind of lost my tr- train of thought there for a moment. Mhm. Yeah, it was the the God perspective. Um, I thought it was great that oh, you yes, brought that in. Yes, that's the right, well. The right brain perspective is is the God perspective. Uh, it's it's um, it see it processes information simultaneously, which is instantly, uh, and it's it's not really even a perspective in the sense that. It sees in all directions at once. We think of a perspective as as just seeing a part of something, whereas the right brain sees uh, everything at once. And so that's but it's I I think of it and talk of it, speak of it as a perspective because it is so limited um, in many ways. You know, it's really not the God perspective, but it's that kind of a perspective. It has that that form uh, mm-hmm. of seeing everything and. And, and and all at once. Yeah, yeah, I was very glad that you put that into into the book as well. That I thought that made a it was very poignant and it made a good uh, a good part to the book. Absolutely. Now there was one part in the book that I um, wanted to read a quote that you have toward the end, uh, the chapter on peace, and it kind of sums everything up. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. The choice is no longer between violence and nonviolence. It is between violence and non-existence. And I thought that was really, it's a very interesting quote. It's a wonderful quote. And I thought that was great that you added that to the book as well. So thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. We are almost out of time, James. But before we say goodbye, I would like to know if you'd please tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and your work and how and where they may purchase your book, The Whole Brain Path to Peace. Uh, My website is The Whole Brain Path. Uh, dot com, and uh, you can purchase the book there, and you can uh, there are links there to to various uh, various bookstores on the web. You can uh, ask your local bookstore to order. And I always like to support local bookstores. And and uh, there's information. You can contact me through the website. Uh, you can read a free chapter on the website, and there's a paper on the sexuality on the website as well on on the front page. Yes, and that's an interesting topic as well. We didn't get into that tonight. It's a family show, but that's okay. (laughs) So, okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. If you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, share it with your friends. Send the link to the show so they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered on this show. All of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help us all, and as you are all aware, they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all of these wonderful guests who share their time and expertise with us. So please be sure to pass the word, make others aware, and share with your friends and family so they too will be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone. James, again, thank you so much for sharing your time with all of us. It has been just terrific having you on the show tonight. I very much appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure and namaste.
No, namaste to you too. Hang on for a little bit, if you would. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and mark your calendar now so you'll remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming guests I'll be hosting throughout the year. Let's see, on events I'll be hosting throughout the year. Sorry, misspoke. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. It's not a hand.